this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast artificial intelligence or ai has helped take over some of the mundane tasks done by humans across corporate sectors in recent years it has helped enhance the value that humans bring to their jobs but there is also fear that automation may replace humans leaving us without options for livelihoods shop floor automation in manufacturing is an example that has given rise to such anxieties where do ai and jobs both together go from here in a conversation with the hindu manish bhal founder curious insights and former head of the center for the future of work and cognizant says that there will be job impact Thank you Manish for joining us today really appreciate your sparing time for us to share your perspectives on this topic Thank you thank you Bharat thank you for having me So you know the the context is of course as we've discussed just before we started this you know, actual conversation is to do with artificial intelligence its presence in our lives and how it has been impacting jobs and how it could going forward but before we get into the jobs versus ai part of the conversation itself I was curious about how you think AI has panned out over the last several decades especially in the last 5 years and the reason I ask this is research has been on for decades and we've been you know from the realm of uh, science fiction uh, to actual uh, work being done without the aid of humans actually um, that you know we've seen the progress but in the last 5 years things have started picking up really quickly and people attribute this to convergence of processing speeds data science tools uh, you know that are available to us i was wondering if only these would explain the quickening of the process in the last 5 years is there a, any other secret sauce to this yeah sure so bharat if you look at you know artificial intelligence is the great story of our time decades in the making finally ai is out of the laboratory and infusing itself into each and every aspect of our lives we already take a lot of ai for granted to be honest so just think about it you know we use ai every day and we don't even realize it when you're talking to alexa or siri the ai is in action your news feed you know that comes through facebook your gps right so all these platforms we have been using for quite some time so ai in one way or the other has already become part of our lives it has become our daily helpers to make our days slightly more convenient and slightly more enjoyable and we don't even realize it but what has happened over the last 5 years or so in addition to the processing speed and all that i think it is the the scalability you know that is uh, you know taking place why because uh, ai is finally moving out of specific use cases and uh, reaching out to you know masses whether it is education whether it is uh, you know telehealth right so in one or the other areas right uh, we are seeing uh, the mass adoption of ai taking place making the lives of people a lot more easier and maybe enjoyable you know in many cases and it is happening across industries you know just to give you a quick example the average radiologist reads 20000 films a year with the accuracy of around 82 83% and ai you know is quickly surpassing the capabilities of human radiologists even because uh, you know the software interprets results of x-ray 30 times faster than doctors and with 99% accuracy 
So AI in many ways has already exceeded, you know, human uh, capacity, the imagination in many ways. And it is going to become, you know, good, uh, you know, for, for many reasons, uh, because obviously we can be more focused on what really matters to us as humans. Excellent. Thanks for that insight. Um, so if we have to uh, look at AI and how it's impacted our lives, I'd probably put it in three or four buckets and, you know, I'd love to, love to know your, your, your views on this, uh, if you want to expand it or, you know, delete some of these. Uh, for example, one form of AI is just automate repeat tasks without application of thought or learning, right? And then the other bucket would be to anticipate repeat tasks. And the most basic example would be a completion of a sentence in a Word document or in your email, right? Where based on past data sets, if I say thank you and it suggests and warm regards, I mean, that's what I've done for thousands of my emails and that's what it would suggest. Then you have uh, AI in tools that are applied in the likes of genome or drug research. Uh, they offer new pathways, but, you know, I was surprised to learn that experts still don't know that AI has helped them arrive at such, such conclusions, but they don't know how the outcome has been possible with from AI. Right. That is interesting to me. And then, of course, the holy grail of replicating human thought, something that Watson Labs of IBM has made progress with. And we, we've been hearing of the deep blue, uh, the, the uh, chess um, uh, algorithm that has been made so famous. So if you look at these or any additional buckets you want to look at, is, is this how uh, the progress is going to be? So far, it's been incremental. And then we've heard of things like chat GPT and um, you know uh, uh, robotics and manufacturing with the convergence of 5g spectrum technologies you're going to quicken the process so can you gaze into the crystal ball a bit and tell us how this is going to progress yeah sure right by the way chat gpt is one of the you know wonderful phenomenon that all of us have been experiencing you know it's smart and intelligent but it has its own weaknesses as well uh, so i think uh, you know in similar way i believe uh, you know ai at scale uh, will have its own pros and cons in many ways. When we talk about, uh, you know, the tasks that are meant for machines, so we have to be very, very clear. First of all, we are not going to confuse, right, that every task is meant for machines. It's not going to happen that way. And there are three or four principles that we should consider when we are looking at, uh, you know, AI uh, for taking over some of the tasks. For instance, you know, tasks that are highly repetitive, uh, you know, finding those tasks across the organization that are highly repetitive, but that occur at great scale, you know, within the organization. So looking for activities that loads of people do every day. Uh, it could be claim processing, accounts payable, receivable, answering the same set of questions over and over, uh, you know, over the phone. Uh, so if you have, uh, you know, these kind of tasks that exist in an organization, obviously machines are good at it. And then tasks, you know, that require load, demand for, uh, you know, human judgment, right? Because uh, machines are good at uh, calculation uh, and humans less so. And that's where I believe, uh, you know, any task that require low demand for human judgment uh, can be or should be taken care by machines. And then tasks requiring low levels of empathy, you know. So obviously, if you are in a customer service, you know, business, then obviously, you know, a lot of empathy, a lot of, uh, you know, human understanding is required. And that's where you do not have machines to play a very important or big role. But definitely, you know, machines can certainly support, but they are not going to take over the entire, uh, you know, the customer service kind of a role. And then task generating high volumes of data, right? So we are already overwhelmed with lots of data that exist, uh, you know, in organizations. 
so obviously any process with the potential for generating loads of data particularly customer data uh, so those kind of things you know should be taken care of by machines so highly repetitive tasks tasks with low demand for human judgment tasks requiring low levels of empathy and then task generating and handling high volumes of uh, you know data so these are the sweet spots when it comes to leveraging you know machines in our day to day you know activities in organizations it doesn't mean that ai is going to take over the entire process or the entire job at the end of the day but rather some aspects of a process of a job should be taken care of machines because as humans right we can do much better things where human skills are going to be much more important uh, can you give us examples of any areas that are left across industry it could be customer service it could be health it could be manufacturing any areas where you think ai is you know bound to make an impact either add value to humans or even take over some tasks of humans so that they can focus on something else uh, anything that you see ripe for fruition here Yeah so just to give you an example for instance the enhanced role of a recruiter right in organization so as an hr professional you know as a recruiter what you are going to do is you are going to you know scan through endless cvs to you know shortlist some of the potential you know candidates and then you know once you have done the shortlisting you are going to reach out to those candidates uh, conduct some initial tests uh, before the actual you know interview process actually starts and that's where ai can take over some of the initial you know process from a recruiter uh, which means that uh, you know going through all the applications and uh, you know sending the emails and uh, you know getting the automated sort of uh, you know a test done and delivering the results to the recruiter and then the recruiter role actually starts so this is uh, one very interesting example from unilever as well you know where unilever has adopted ai as uh, Uh, as a tool to enhance the role of a recruiter and just by you know uh, just by letting the machine take care of the initial you know the pre leg work of a recruiter they have been able to achieve so many benefits for instance you know applications to jobs doubled within the first 90 days of their posting and the average hiring time went from 4 months to 4 weeks and guess what you know recruiters time spent on applications decreased by 75% So now as a recruiter as a human recruiter you can be very much focused on what really matters to hiring managers what really matters to business what really matters to candidates you know at the end of the day so in this scenario you know the machine has really enhanced the role of a recruiter and uh, you know similar scenarios you know that can be uh, that can uh, you know that can exist right across departments across functions and across industries but for that what we really need is we need to deconstruct jobs into specific set of tasks so if you are an accountant right that's your job so what do you do as an accountant you perform number of tasks and now for each of those tasks we have to figure out whether a particular task should be taken care by machine or by a human and that's where the hybrid role you know the man and machine and not man versus machine is going to be uh, the, the future of our work understood you know just to play the devil's advocate um, i see what you're saying so uh, you know the old example of electricity taking over over our lives right i mean the old example used to be that there are people who used to go around uh, lighting manual uh, fires along the way along uh, pathways in cities 
and you know you cannot say those jobs will be taken away so let's not elect, uh, allow electricity to take over our lives so like that i'm sure artificial intelligence will impact us beneficially in many ways but if i take the example of manufacturing right uh, for a country like india manufacturing led growth was believed to lead to uh, addition of jobs you know so as the economy grows more people you know have jobs and you know there's a surge on both counts occasionally in the recent past we've heard of jobless growth fears and the reason attributed to this was you know what manufacturing uh, has automated a lot of jobs you have robotic arms doing this so you know for every unit of um, rupee investment you don't need as many jobs as you used to 10 or 20 years ago so to your um, point about ai complementing jobs versus what we actually seeing in some sectors and maybe in several sectors but i'm just taking manufacturing as an example how would you juxtapose these two and reconcile yeah so i'm not saying bharat you know that ai is not going to take over jobs definitely yes ai will take over some jobs but not at a scale that many are predicting to be honest because obviously we are in the age of ai and this age of ai is just is generating you know mixed emotions on one hand you have uh, you know there is sense of excitement you know uh, there is so much that business leaders right can achieve uh, they can reduce costs grow their revenue with the help of ai so there is uh, you know definitely you know they will go after uh, yeah, these technologies because the economic rewards are so high and the competitive pressure so large not implementing ai means that you know you are going to fall behind and obviously uh, businesses will go after uh, you know ai but on the other hand you know ai means uh, layoffs right and that's where we keep seeing media headlines that robots are coming and they're going to take our jobs especially when you have renowned institutions like oxford you know claiming that 45 47% of jobs will disappear in the next uh, 20 25 years so all this making us rethink the fundamentals of companies you know as institutions but if you you know observe this entire scenario closely right you will see that there are three scenarios when it comes to jobs and ai job replacement job enhancement and new jobs creation so unfortunately 90% of today's conversation is happening in the job automation you know bucket and that's where we keep seeing media you know headlines whereas tomorrow's scenario is going to be a lot different and if we have to take a clue from past the industrial revolutions uh, you know definitely the same scenario is going to take place in this industrial revolution as well so as per uh, you know my estimate definitely roughly around 10 to 12% of existing jobs are at the risk of being taken over by machines although the percentage uh, you know seems a uh, bit low but if you talk about you know the global scenario you know we are talking about millions of jobs so definitely yes there is going there are going to be job losses no doubt about it but the good thing is that around 75% of existing jobs will be altered or enhanced by the machine the example that i gave of recruiter as uh, which means that the employment will remain but the jobs will be delivered with greater output and greater quality and then 12 to 13% of net new jobs will also be created in the future that nobody you know talks about uh, and that's where you know when i was with cognizant we had published these series of papers 21 jobs of the future 21 more jobs of the future jobs that don't exist today but jobs that will become the cornerstone uh you know of the future of work so just think about it you know 10 to 15 years ago right uh, if i had told you that i work as a twitter data wrangler right 
nobody ever heard of, you know, this kind of a title in the past, right? But we have seen with the rise of social media platforms, with the rise of, you know, digital economy, many new and interesting rules that also emerged. So why the future is going to be, you know, any different? So so I believe that, uh, you know, we need to consider the jobs and AI scenario across the three, you know, buckets, uh, job automation, job enhancement, and new jobs creation. And uh, that's where we as an individual, as well as, uh, you know, the entire society, we need to be more focused on job enhancement and new jobs creation so that we can do a bit of a trade for trade-off, you know, with the, all the jobs that are being automated with, uh, you know, AI. So it's interesting. We talked about um, a new job creation as one of the three um, buckets you mentioned. So if you have to, again, uh, look to the future and say three years, five years or 10 years from now, you know, Twitter data wrangler, I think that's the profile you mentioned. Uh, that's, you know, one kind of profile may not be mass uh, market. But if you have to look at mass jobs that probably are not existing today, would you, you know, predict anything that's there that's ready to hit us as a beneficial tsunami for a country like India that's looking to create jobs, jobs that we've not thought of of yet? Yeah, sure, right. If you if you think about, you know, India as an economy, I believe there are going to be, you know, many new opportunities, uh, you know, where we will see new roles, new jobs, you know, appearing across retail, you know, across the services, you know, sector where machines are going to play a very important, uh, you know, role. To give you, you know, an example of, uh, you know, some of the roles, right, that we had created when we were doing these reports of 21 jobs and 21 more jobs of the future, you know, these two reports that we did. Uh, the data trash engineer, right? So there is so much of data and uh, we believe, you know, not all data is going to be helpful, but you never know, you know, what's going to be there inside those, uh, you know, uh, the, the piles of data that organizations are creating. So as a data trash engineer, you're going to look into the trash of data and find the new business, you know, value. So in similar lines, you know, there can be a machine risk officer, uh, the security piece, right, which is going to be much more important because in the future, uh, you know, we are uh, going to have machine versus machine cybersecurity, you know, war because, uh, you know, machines are going to become attackers of tomorrow. And to, in order to defend that, you really need a good machine, you know, at our end. But ultimately, who's going to drive those machines? It's going to be humans at the end of the day. So I think uh, the human role will continue to play a very, you know, important thing. And also financial wellness coach, right? Just think about it, how the COVID had hit, you know, the finances of many individuals. Uh, what if you have a role like financial wellness coach, you know, someone who can take care of your finances, who can guide you properly, who ensure that you stay on track, you know, with all your financial needs, and, you know, everything. So I believe, uh, you know, AI in many cases is going to help us enhance our, uh, you know, jobs across industries. And uh, and we'll see some very interesting, some new roles emerging, you know, in the future, roles that we had never thought of, but we will see emerging uh, as, uh, you know, AI is going to take over more and more of our repetitive tasks. That's interesting. You know, let's dwell a bit on skill sets. Right. Um, two aspects to this question. One, the example of radiology, you know, machines that can do a better job and quicker and that will hit, uh, you know, across industry. Because even the recruiter example you talked about, it will help the recruiter do, you know, something more than he or she is already doing because some of the repeat functions have been taken away. Which also means that instead of three recruiters, I as a company may need only one or one and a half, right, on average. So, which means there will be an impact on jobs. So, Two aspects to this question. One, 
um if i were a fresher you know just ready to enter the job market today and if what i'm aspiring for can quickly be taken over AI, by ai what would i need to enhance myself in terms of educational qualification are there even if you take the example of the radiologist right are there things that i can do to make sure that i'm better than a machine or i can add value to a machine where would you put that in terms of an educational skill and secondly uh, do you think our curriculum needs to change in colleges to know how to use ai tools you know 20 years ago uh, you know we started writing in our job uh, description saying um, awareness of uh, you know knowledge of how to use word or excel is important so that was part of the resume you know would mentions of ai tools like these become common place in the future yeah this is very interesting and i'm glad that you touched upon you know the education aspect because that's where i believe india as a country as an economy we have a lot of work a lot of catch up you but we really need to uh, play because our education system is still preparing you know uh, talent to fight against machines and not to collaborate with machines uh, we don't have that kind of an education system you know at all but first let's talk about you know the skills right that are going to be important in the future at the end you know whether you are in a b2b or in b2c jobs right the work ahead won't be about uh, you know beating the bots it will be about uh, being better humans you know in the digital economy because no matter how technological our age becomes ultimately we as humans still want the human touch we want technology to help us as a tool but we don't want technology you know for the technology sake so the jobs of the future will reflect the fact that technology has improved things for humans and not robbed us you know what we value the most and that is our very humanity and that's the you know going to the premise of uh, you know future jobs skills that are going to be important obviously you know your robotics ai skills technical skills uh, business skills hard skills you know these uh, skills will continue to play an important role but what we really need is to double down on human centric skills the soft skills you know the communication the problem solving the you know a flexibility because in uh, in the future you know jobs will require a combination of human and technological capabilities and that's where i believe our education system need to prepare the future talent that is equipped with both hard and soft skills because you know we our education system is very good at you know training people uh, in acquiring you know uh, the technical skills uh, you know or, or to an extent the business skills as well but what about the human centric skills nobody teaches you uh, you know how to become a good problem solver uh you know at at an education level because uh, to give you an example even big data and data science jobs you know they are more likely to demand creativity teamwork you know research and writing skills how exactly you are going to interpret data in terms of the business outcome in terms of the new business ideas and that's where that interpretation that skill is going to be extremely important and our education system need to strike a balance between technical and the hard, soft skills and that's where that balance is going to play an important role and help uh, you know uh, prepare the talent that is meant to collaborate with machines and not to fight against machines for the same kind of data kind of a you know data repetitive or the data kind of a stuff you know whether it is uh, the data analysis or the data bottling so obviously you know machines are going to play a much important role in those areas because ultimately machines are not going to replace the human touch what we really value the most 
It's interesting uh, the way you put it that, you know, our educational system is equipping students to fight machines rather than complement. Um, and that is actually sounds very uh, worrisome. It's scary to me when I you know look to the future because we've had uh, data from surveys that say, you know, if we go survey a, a government-run school and sometimes even private schools, uh, say a fifth standard student or an eighth standard student, a certain level of um, arithmetic or language proficiency is missing, as would be expected of him or her. If that's the stage we are at as a country, and you're talking about something that seems like a far, uh, you know, it's a long shot, uh, do you think this gap is at all, uh, you know, manageable for us? Because we are quickly, one, of course, India is a, has a population that is growing uh, versus the rest of the world that is aging. But even that advantage, if at all it is an advantage, will be deprived for us, you know, in 30 years time or whatever i don't have the exact number but you know these are cycles we will be a young population for some time and then start aging and so on and so forth like a sine curve so you know there's only a certain time period within which we can take advantage of this young population but what you suggest is needed seems like a long shot yeah so that's a that's a very interesting question right so i believe a lot of work that uh, you know is required uh, from the government, uh, from the entire, uh, you know, education industry, all the stakeholders that are involved. Just to give you an example, you know, my son is in uh, class 10 and he has taken AI as one of the subjects. And for his exams, guess what uh, he has to write? He has to literally write instructions on a piece of paper how you are going to execute a program. <laughs> so instead of giving a practical experience, you know, uh, to kids, right, we are still, uh, you know, pushing them, right, uh, to memorize, uh, you know, the various instructions and how you're going to put it on a piece of paper rather than, you know, showcasing them, rather than allowing them, you know, to experiment with the technology and come up with new ideas, so on and so forth. So all I'm saying is, you know, our education, you know, model still has roots of, uh, you know, the memorizing stuff and getting, uh, you know, good grades at the end of the day because grades are not going to matter in the future. What is going to matter is how best you can leverage the AI in your favor, okay? Whether you are a banker, you are a teacher, you are a recruiter, how exactly you are going to leverage AI for your own benefit. And that's where I believe, uh, you know, our education system is, is way behind. It's not only the problem with India, to be honest. I think this is more of a global issue as well. Even in developed markets, right, I don't think that, uh, you know, they have an education system that is very well equipped to teach, uh, you know, uh, students the future talent, you know, how exactly you are going to collaborate, you know, with machines in the future. I think a lot of work that needs to be required in terms of policies, in terms of initiatives, in terms of uh, uh, changes that need to be, you know, done. And that's where I believe the corporate world needs to play a much bigger role. Why? Because corporate understand, you know, the, the kind of future demand that is going to be there and they can collaborate much more effectively with higher education institutions, uh, you know, and uh, provide the required guidance work with, uh, you know, educators very closely and have their own, you know, people uh, giving, uh, you know, uh, becoming part-time faculties or giving sort of lectures and everything. So all I'm saying is, you know, we need to create, uh, you know, the kind of ecosystem what is, uh, you know, very much needed to prepare the talent uh, for uh, the future jobs. Uh, because that's where I believe, uh, you know, if you don't do it, obviously, you know, we are going to be in a big mess in the future, especially looking at uh, the size of the population and the, you know, 
the the young population that we have uh, we really need to sort of equip our uh, you know our kids the future talent uh, to do work alongside machines and not to fight against machines excellent thank you so much uh, really appreciate you being with us here today thank you thank you for having me in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon